Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Explode Your Expert Business Show. This is another new episode, and this is the podcast for coaches, speakers, and trainers who want to grow their businesses while making an impact in the world. Uh, we do different episodes here on, on our show where uh, we interview incredible guests on their behind the scene on how they build and they're building their coaching, speaking, or training business. We have solo show where I tell you about some of the behind the scene of GTEx, and also we have clients case studies interviews where you can learn from our clients. Uh, now, if this is the first time you are joining us, make sure you subscribe to the show. And as well, at the end of the, this interview, let me know about what you think. You can reach out to me at simone at gtex.org.uk. And um, also, if you haven't downloaded our um, expert checklist and you want to clarify your business and uh, see what is relevant right now so you can be more effective and in particular spend time where it matters, make sure you check the link in the show notes to get our expert, ultimate expert business checklist. Got it straight away so then you can plan and uh, strategize your 2021. All right, enough for me. For me, it's time to get our guest on. If you don't know about Will, we have been, um, Will Paulson, we've been friends for uh, for quite a few years now. And uh, let me tell you a bit more about him. He's a mindset strategist and is the founder of Make It Happen, a coaching and training company. And uh, Will works with entrepreneurs, leaders, and ambitious professionals to live purposeful, inspired, and energized lives that they love. And Will's unique methodology, which creates phenomenal results fast, is what makes him a choice of those at the top of their game, including professional athletes and celebrities. His vision is to empower 1 billion people to transform excuses into results, live a life they love, and have the ripple effect. Will, welcome to the show. Thanks, Manny, and great to be able to be on the show. Uh, I mean, I've seen... uh, I've seen... Well, we've seen each other literally building GTEx and make it happen, <laughs> like almost parallel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it has been a pleasure like, observing your journey and the impact that you've made um, in, in people's lives. So I want to get started with, um, so I know that you said you mentioned that you are, you're launching your new book uh, in the new year. Um, yeah. Excuses to Results. Uh, yeah. What inspired you to create that book? So I, I think um, for for a long time now, sort of like you, I've I've become obsessed with learning, and I'm constantly looking to find different little nuances and different little ways of doing things. And I've I've had the pleasure of now working with lots of different people from all different walks of life. And there's a methodology that I use, and there's the sort of common themes that I've seen with people. And what I've done is essentially condense that down so that 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 material is available. To, to other people, you know, and that's really all I wanted to do is create that information, condense it down in the best way I could to distill it into the best, um, the most concentrated version of what I believe, certainly at the point that I'm at now, is going to be the, 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 uh, the actions that people can take to be able to start to create change um, in their lives. So yeah, I wanted to get wow. it. And I've, I've wanted to do it for years. It was always something to, to get done, but I felt that now I've got enough that I can cram into that book basically and, and, and make it uh, extremely valuable for people. 
So we are we are going to explore a bit more like the business side because later on I want to ask you more questions around you know how you build um, uh, the entire network, uh, how you build your company, the changes that you're making. Because um, I think it's always relevant. Uh, what I love about the show is uh, uh, so we can learn from from each other. We can learn from our guests. And I definitely have applied a lot of the strategies or just uh, talking to someone made me think about something I can do different in GTEx. That's what I love about the sharing of information. Um, but uh, I know uh, you are really passionate uh, about peak performance, about the human performance. And... Um, and the book is around excuses to results. So is there, when was a turning point in your life? I would love to know where you turned your excuses into results. So here's the thing that's really interesting. So it's actually, everything that I do is not born from my excuses so much, um, but to a point, it, it, it is. So there's two key things that I regard. I call them lightning moments. You know, those moments that you see them in a film. It's like where the cloud parts and the sun beams down on you. I had two, two of those in my life, which left me in tears. And I'll, I'll share them both with you. So the, the first one was I grew up with a belief that money equaled happiness. So I went up on a tangent to earn as much money as I could, as early as I could. And the reason I had that belief, if I've got two, I've got two wealthy uncles. One of my uncles is a billionaire. The other one's a multi-multi-millionaire. And my dad always used to say they just got lucky. And I remember um, years ago, my dad worked in a job that he hated, left the home at five o'clock in the morning, got home at eight o'clock at night. Um, and, and, and I say, I, I, I had quite a privileged upbringing. We went on holiday every year and there was always food in the fridge and, 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 and shoes on my feet. But what, what I really remember is how much stress and frustration my dad always had and the anger as well. And, and I really remember that. Anyway, long story short, one day I come home and he'd left his job. Um, to set up a business for my uncles. That business never ended up happening, but my dad got massively depressed, what I would call stereotypically depressed, slept in a separate room to my mum, curtain shut, didn't leave the house, stopped wow. shaving, all that kind of stuff. So for me, I was like, well, hold on a minute. His Uncle Mark is a billionaire. He seems really happy. His Uncle Mark, he's a multimillionaire. He, he seems really happy. Um, sorry, Uncle Mark, Uncle Steve. Then his dad, when he worked in London, all right, he was stressed and stuff, but he's a lot, fuss he's a lot happier than he is now. So it must be obvious money was happiness. And I was like 12 years old at the time. So I became that kid that was constantly doing whatever I could to make money, buying and selling and, and, and whatever it was. I then found myself in investment sales, become very good at that at a young age. And um, even by my late teens, I was probably making more money a month than most people make a year. And it was seven and a half years ago. So back in 2013, when I had what I call my first lightning moment, and that was a, an event with um, called uh, UPW, Unleash the Power Within, which many people have experienced from yeah. Tony Robbins, no doubt the people that are here. And it was when Tony shared the Thanksgiving story. And I just cried my eyes out for about 15 minutes because in that moment when he shares the Thanksgiving story and the stranger that came to the door and he's the stranger that says, um, like, don't don't let your pride get in the way, I'm paraphrasing, don't let your pride get in the way of your family or whatever it was. That that was me. That was the perfect metaphor for my uncles and my dad and everything else. Mm -hmm. So I realized that this big drive that I had, what it was really about was my dad and how my dad didn't achieve what he was capable of and the impact that had on him and me and my family and a whole host of other people. And I vowed that I don't want anyone else to have to go through that mm -hmm. suffering as a result. So I, um, I, I, I went home and I told my family I was going to set up this coaching business and I, I registered a company and I went and set up a bank account the next day. And then do you know what, Simone? I did nothing. I did nothing because I said, when I'm successful, then I'll start. 
And I, I had this when then syndrome and I did, I did leave the city and I set up a renewable energy business. We grew that from a standing start. We had 85 staff growing, 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 just at the point we turned over a million pounds a month. Um, government change legislation, wiped that business out. Um, and then I went on holiday to, um, uh, with, to, to Mexico and um, I was reading a book. There's a bit more to the story than this. If, you, if you're really into um, the, 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 synchronous, the synchronicity of things and, and, and these moments. But anyway, that's a story for another day. And I was reading a book um, called The Hero by Rhonda Byrne, who is the same author of the first personal development book I ever read, which was called The Secret. And so I read a lot, this... of, a lot of people started with either the secret, the hero, UPW. Like you're, you're talking, uh, we had we had very different upbringings and very different journeys uh, in, in our in our path. But I think like the starting point, and I think uh, this milestone that you mentioned, you're voicing my journey, you're voicing other people's journey. I can see that already. So please keep going. Yeah, yeah, and. And, and, and it spoke about this passage from Mastin Kip. And Mastin Kip used to have a website called The Daily Love, which I think he's now got again. He's reinstated it. And he, he spoke about, he used to post the motivational, uh, motivational quote on Twitter every day. And he had like a thousand followers. And one day he got retweeted by Kim Kardashian. He went from a thousand followers to 10,000 yeah. followers overnight. And his business just blew up. And I just cried my eyes out. I was like, Will, what are you doing? Like, why don't you just start with that? And what was really interesting, I used to post, so I used to have a sales team. I used to send a quote round every morning with the quote and underneath it, I'd say, make it happen in capital letters with an exclamation mark. And that, that was it. That was the moment I decided, right, as soon as I get back off this holiday, I'm going to post on social media. And I did exactly that. So in week one, I posted a quote a day on social media. In week two, I was like, Will, you idiot. Some people don't go on social media in the morning. You need to post one in the afternoon as well. So I started doing two a day. The next week, I set up a website. The week after that, I did my first blog. Three months after that, I had my my, my uh, I had a ten thousand strong social media following, and it's just built and developed out from there. So, in in terms of the excuses, so it was born from my 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 dad's excuse really, and then the excuse that I was giving myself of that I need to start when I'm successful. I had this predetermined image of myself of when I would allow myself to do something, and I think so many of us get caught up with the identity of how we think something should be before yeah. we get into action. And, um, and yeah, I agree really... with you. I agree with you. A lot of people wait until they have the result or what they want and then justify the action, not really understanding or thinking that is actually that commitment and that action that gets you the, the results then at the end that you want, which is a pretty like logical, but as human being, we, we are everything but logical. <laughs> like, <laughs> in, I mean, it's a part of us, but it's not what most like drives us the most uh, for many people. And, uh, um, and it's interesting how then you found uh, like this aha moment uh, through, in this case, what uh, indirect mentors like, books uh, or well in this case was uh, when you were uh, you in the first one was when you were at UPW with Tony Robbins and uh, and and it's really fascinating I'm already seeing that your book uh, that's what it's gonna do for people um, someone is gonna read it they're gonna have their aha moment and they're going to start something that they've sit on their ass for a while 
And what I found fascinating about you, Will, is that uh, even at the beginning of, was that the first one was called the, the Elite Network and then changed into the Evolve Network? Yeah, so this, this, yeah. Is, so this is an interesting story as well, right? So I, I, when I first set up my coaching business, so I mentioned in, in, in week one, week two, week three, week, uh, in the third month, I did 10,000 social media for me. In week four, I decided that I was going to run my own events, right? And my theory was simple, Simone. I was going to run four events a month, uh, four events a month, so one a week for free for 50 people. I was going to get 50 people to come. And then I worked, if I give them loads of value for two hours, then 20% of those are going to sign up and do my course. That's how easy I thought it was because you and I know that running events is really easy. That's how simple it is. Absolutely. You get there, you promote, you put a post, a couple of posts on Facebook, a bunch of people come, you make some money. That, exactly, that's, what happened, right? Right? that's exactly how it works. Now, <laughs> I, I, the first event that I ran, um, I must admit I did okay. I had 36 people there. That's good. Um, that's good. 33 were friends and family right so it wasn't really a favorite was friend of family um and I, I i wanted to sell 20 percent. i sold one ticket so it wasn't a complete washout it was one ticket then the second week i had 16 people turn up i sold no tickets the third week i had 12 people turn up i sold no tickets and then the um the fourth week i had 13 people turn up i sold one ticket so in total i've spent hours putting these events together paying for rooms doing all this stuff and i i actually had two ticket sales which didn't even and cover you were the cost doing of them all over the country you were not no this, this wasn't oh, that was this, this was that just was, the first this was in, in essex so this that was, was in essex okay and and they were called an unlock your potential discovery evening and i printed workbooks out for them and everything i made them really great value and i thought to myself this can't be this ain't the way to grow a business this isn't right um and I had no, and what I've got to caveat this with is I had no experience in the personal development industry. It's not like I'd been to loads of events and then decided I wanted to do it for myself. It's like I just had this innate passion, this drive and yeah, desire yeah, to want to yeah. do it. And I just threw myself in the deep end. And um, <laughs> so then I, I thought to myself, other coaches and trainers and speakers, they must have the same challenge. And I have a, an abundance mindset. So I don't believe in competition. I believe in collaboration. Like, let, How can we collaborate? And you know, you spoke at one of my events a few years ago. You spoke at lots of my events, actually. And um, it, it's a case of like, how can we collaborate? How can we work together? So I thought, well, look, nobody reads just one author. You know, that bookshelf behind me, there's there's not just one author of books. So if you, people don't just read books from one author, why should they just have one coach? Why can't they learn from multiple people? So that was my theory. And I come up with this idea um, of what was called the elite network. I reached out to this guy because I thought to myself, well, I don't know any speakers. And I reached out to um, uh, this, this, this guy called Mark Davis. And um, he, he said about all this stuff that was going on. And your name was one of the first ones that ever came up. Elliot, I remember, I remember having this conversation actually with Mark uh, because we were talking about TEDx uh, and because it was a TEDx curate, TEDx event curator. That's right. Yeah. And uh, he mentioned, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm starting this project. And there is this guy called Will, which you, you should connect with. And I don't know if that's where we connected at. It will be. Yeah, that will that's be. And he, and he mentioned connected. your name and he said about you speaking. And, 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 and that was how it started. So we ran our first event that. And now we're four and a half years into that. And we've run hundreds, literally over 300 events all around the country. Um, but it started, so the evol the, what it's called the Elite Network now, and there's a story there as well, which I'll share with you why we changed the name. But the um, the that started because of a failure, you know, because the event that I wanted to do didn't work, so we evolved, and um, 
and, and, and change. And I know that pretty quick, actually, like, because we had, we started in a very similar way. Um, I went actually straight with uh, having guests at the beginning of GTEx, just because uh, I didn't think that, uh, I mean, I couldn't even speak at the time. So <laughs> I, I literally, my English was really bad and I didn't even know what to talk about. I was uh, 20, three with very little life experience as well so i was like <laughs> people might not listen to me and uh, elliot was one of the first people that came and spoke at our events uh, there in terms of starting things out but and but i stick to london like that was one of the things we said okay now there is enough people in london we are sticking with london you went very quickly mm. all over the uk so I want to check with you because uh, like uh, even with GTEx, we stuck with uh, with our model of even if uh, we had guests, I was still there. I was emceeing, I was hosting, but you expanded quite quickly having the community leaders. Uh, of course, like you were, I know you were doing your miles with a car going from one event to another, but you arrived also at a point where you had events running also without you. Yeah. So I wanted to check with you some of the, like what made, what have you learned through that expansion and through that time? That's, that's I know question. there were some, uh, in uh, from personal conversation that we had some really good learning points of uh, things that worked really well, things that worked maybe a bit less well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, do you know what? I mean, so from a- uh, Sorry, by the way, we have actually Elliot here on the call. <laughs> I'm uh, watching on Facebook. So big shout out hey, to hey, Elliot hey. K. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the real reason is I, I just knew I wanted to impact as many people as I could. And I, I was very clear from the outset, I wanted it to be about that. And I also wanted to create a business that wasn't a me business. I didn't want to have to be the person. Right? I wanted to be able to create something that was going to be able to have an impact without me. Um, and that, that was something that was really important for me. So the, the way that the first event actually came about was I was at another networking event. I heard this speaker speak and I said to him, I, I loved your talk. I thought you're fantastic. Just wanted to let you know what I'm up to. And I shared my vision. I think this is one of the things that's really, really important is that I talk about my vision all the time. I talk, I want to empower a billion people to transform excuses into results and live a, and, and they, for people to live a life that they love. So it benefits themselves, their family, their friends, their community, society, humanity, the universe. Now, the first thing when people hear that, they normally think, why? Like, why? What's the, like, what, what, where's that come from? Um, like, I'm, I'm a pretty stereotypical Essex guy. I have an all year round tan. Normally my hair's a bit blonder and I've got quite right teeth. Like, that's not a very stereotypical thing to hear from a guy from Essex. Um, but I, I've got my reasons for which I've just shared on the, um, on, on the podcast earlier. And I think that um, this, this, it, it it becomes infectious for people when they hear their vision. I was on the phone literally just before we got on this call and a woman was sharing what a vision was. And I was like, yeah, I love it. I can hear your passion. I can hear your desire. Um, I want to help you by connecting with a few people. Great. Like let, let's do that. And I think that, that people hear that and, um, and, and it can be great. So I shared it and this guy was like, yeah, I'd love to be a part of that. How can I be involved? I live up in Liverpool. Could I run something up there? And I was like, mm, yeah, cool. Um, and, and I also had the idea because, again, of a, a model that I had, um, I was aware of, um, which was basically people that franchised their networks. So I thought, yeah, well, maybe we yeah. could franchise it. So I thought, well, why don't we use him as a pilot? He's up for doing it. We do it as a pilot. And it never quite worked out. But it did get that presence, that first presence in Manchester. Once we opened one in Manchester, then lots of people were adding people to our Facebook group. And then I had someone reach out to me 
in um in Leeds and I'd love to do something like this in Leeds and then someone else said I'd love to do something like this in Newcastle and then we ended up doing it in Maidstone and that was the idea so it was basically people going this is brilliant we would love to do something here how can we be involved how can we 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 do that here and and that's how it came about uh, and I remember like I definitely I spoke in Leeds you did because we I, we drove up together, didn't we? I remember <laughs> stuck yeah, in a traffic the- jam for hours <laughs> in a, a thirty degree heat. It was boiling hot, but you got a nice car. So, and I remember like we did this Facebook live, singing like sing along music. Yeah, you made me do car- <laughs> karaoke or whatever it's called. I remember that man, uh, and. Uh, uh, so Elliot is actually, uh, I'm going back to this. There is a question from Elliot, uh, which I think is a very relevant question, which uh, links to your Essexness, which is uh, how does he remi- remain so insanely good looking while building his global business? That's my question. What would you say to Elliot? <laughs> it's, it's my special moisturizer. That's what it is. <laughs> I put it down to my, my special moisturizer. <laughs> All right, Elliot, so if you want a special moisturizer, make sure you reach out to Will. Uh, we're not mentioning it on the podcast before because it's not paid sponsor, so we're not <laughs> mentioning yeah. it right now. But so what are some of the things that you have learned through this process of, oh, wow. uh, of expansion um, <sighs> of, uh, of the network? I'm, I'm, I'm in the personal development industry, and I think that the ultimate personal development course that you can ever do or ultimate personal development training you can ever do is running your own business. You know, you can read every book, you can go and do every course, but running your own business, particularly if you're, um, you're, 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 you're trailblazing in somewhere or another. Yeah. My gosh, do you, do you learn some lessons? And I've, I've learned my, my fair share. Um, I, I, I say to people all the time, if you asked me six years ago on a scale of one to 10, how much do I know about personal development? I would have told you eight out of 10. If you ask me now, I'll tell you two out of 10. Like I've been humbled so many times. And um, yeah, there's been some incredible lessons. I think that some, some lessons I think are really, really important um, is, so a few things off the top of my head, really know your vision, get really clear on what you want, know really why you want it. I know it's cliche, but really tap into that why. I also think for most people that are coaches, speakers, trainers, if they're looking to grow um, quickly, which let's face it, a lot of them are, it is wise to niche. That's something that I didn't do at the time. I didn't niche um, because it, if I'm really honest with myself, part of it was probably my ego um part of it when i did hear about it but part of that before was because i was naive to it and i wasn't aware um so that that's that's something that i think is wise to do what other lessons have i learned the other lessons that i've learned are wherever possible keep expenses as as low as you can i I quite often would try and grow things with the view that sales are then going to come in and i would Mm. I, i would outsource sales like whereas now i keep really focused on sales myself and I, I took the ball off, took my eye off the ball on sales and tried to delegate sales too early. So from a business decision, that's definitely something that's been been a wise move. Um, and consistency. I know some of the words that I'm using are a bit cliche, like consistency and vision and stuff. But being consistent, like you, you'll be amazed at what showing up on social media can do for your business. Um, just Just showing up. And, 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 and delivering good value. You know, I, I personally don't come from the 
view and take the angle that some people do of talking about having a, a freedom lifestyle. I don't talk about doing things just to make money. Um, I, I share what the, the knowledge that I believe is, is going to be useful for people and people that apply that information normally benefit from it. You know, whether they take an element of it and they play with it. And like you said before, when you're in environments and you hear something, you only need to hear that one little golden nugget and every interaction, you know, if every interaction you can come up from a place of service. So today I'm coming, I'm turning up to this, 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 um, this, this interview from, I want to serve you that's listening to this or watching this right now, but it will remind me of things, you know, like I've already made me laugh when you talk about when we're singing in the car, I haven't thought about that for four years, you know, and, and, and these, in these little moments, but you can't come in from that place and, um, and, and, and showing up and, and, and just being relentless in your consistency of, of showing up um, and doing it on the days when you don't want to do it um, or at least appearing to do it on the days you don't want to do it. So that might mean that you've scheduled stuff or whatever. Um, you'll, you'll be amazed at how far that can it's, go. It's be there, be there. Uh, people are watching. People are always, they might not comment and they might not interact, but they're watching and they can mm. see you. And, um, uh, and that's a big part of the game. That's a big part of the game that you're playing to make a bigger difference, to make a bigger impact, to build a bigger business. And uh, I have a couple more questions I want to ask you. Uh, one is around um, the, um, uh, the, the event that you did. So mm. you decided to, uh, to go all in as you do. <laughs> it's like, okay, no excuses. And uh, you created an incredible event. Uh, it's personal development event of the year. We had, uh, uh, was that Jarek Robbins, uh, Dr. John Demartini, um, some, some great names uh, being there. And it was a pleasure and honor to be part, to be part of, of that process. And that was the biggest event, right? That you have uh, run or organized. Mm. So I want to check with you like some of the lessons that you got from that particular event, because I know that there are some people like myself, very naive, they go in or I say, okay, I want to run events. I want to run an event with a thousand people. I want to run an event with 500 people. Okay, right now it's COVID, but I know the event industry is something that when we, in particular, when, when a lot of people start by getting the itch at UPW, they think that now that's the standard and it's like, oh, I want to be like Tony Robbins or yeah. I want to be like this person and get all these people in and make this massive impact and create these experiences. So what are some of the things that you've learned by running that, that big event that you've run? I want to give you a GTEx exclusive. All right. I've, I've, what I'm about to share on, on this podcast, I've never shared with anybody uh, in, in sort of a public format. So you, you're getting the GTEx exclusive here. Um, so the, the reason I did this event was um, I, I mentioned when I first started my, my, like my, the whole reason I do what I do is because my dad made decisions and become depressed and he had a big impact on me and my family. And one of those yep. things that my dad did was that my mum had to go out and work three different jobs. Anyway, a couple of years ago, um, like I said, we had this big renewable energy business. It didn't quite go to plan. And, and as I was building that business, I'd borrowed some money from my parents. So I'd made a lot of money very young. I'd spent a lot of money. And, and as you do, buy and juggle and do different things. And I'd borrowed another bit of money from my mum, a bit of her inheritance, actually. Well, it was her inheritance. And um, and I said, I'll pay it back when I can. And I was building, making it happen up. And anyway, what happened was that 
Um, but in the in two thousand and eight, when was it? Anyway, at some point in two thousand and eighteen, yeah, it was in two thousand eighteen. My sister had a baby, and I know, like, my mum's like Mary Poppins. She loves kids. She loves family, and all she wanted to do was be able to be nanny, right? She wanted to be able to be nanny to my niece, but she couldn't because she still had to work. And the reason that she still had to work was because she had lent me her inheritance to grow one of my other businesses that failed. So for me, I was like, right, I need to, how can I get her this money back as quickly as possible? So she has the choice to retire. She might not retire, but at least she's got the choice and she doesn't have to work. So at the moment, I'm, I'm, I'm an impact in that. So what I did was I thought to myself, right, what resources have I got to me? Right, I've got this network of people that love personal development events. I've got the ability to reach out to some cool people. I know people love coming to these events. Why don't I just put on one big event? So I, I decided I did all the numbers and, and, and the way that I worked it out, I did get a mentor and we worked out that worst case scenario, I'd make about 25 grand if we hit the numbers and best case scenario, I'd make about 150. And then there was a really, really good case, which would mean I'd make 225 grand. So I thought this is worth doing. Anyway, so I had to borrow some more money to be able to do the events. I reached out to Funding Circle, which is a crowdfunding platform to raise the money and got approved and all that stuff. Drew down a little bit of the money to pay the deposits for the events. And I, I just, by the way, all of this I decided in a really short period of time. So I, I had the idea in like the August. Yeah. I wanted to run the event on the 1st and 2nd of December. So people spend like a year to plan this size of event. And I, I decided to do it in the space of like three months. Um and the, the long and short of it is that our, our first issue that we had um, was that when we started getting leads, so we talk about behind the scenes. So I'm going to share with you the, the three big behind the scenes things that went wrong from the outset. So the first thing was that I started getting leads and we were driving them to a ClickFunnels page. And I, in my head, we were budgeting £10 a lead and we were getting them for £9 a lead. So we were under budget. But my Facebook or the marketeer person says to me, well, I can get your ads a lot cheaper. And I went, well, let's do it then. And we went from leads being £9 a lead to about £2 a lead. But we were using something which I don't even know if it exists anymore called Facebook lead ads, which they just press a button. It takes the email address and number from Facebook. So we only ended up getting like, I don't know, a few hundred leads at £10 a lead and then thousands of pounds, tens of thousands of pounds we spent on Facebook ads for these leads at like £2 a lead. So we wanted to originally we a minimum of 300 people and we worked out we could have a maximum of 800 people, but we thought we'd sit somewhere in the yeah. middle of about 500. Um, so that was what we were planning on doing. Um, so that was the first thing. Then when we launched on launch day and we sent all the emails out, instantly the phone started ringing. It was going crazy. We thought we'd do about 180 tickets on launch day. We didn't. We only did about 60 or 80, which wasn't too bad. But when we looked into the reason why we didn't do more, it was because all of these leads that we were getting from lead ads were like dud emails. You know, they were email addresses that I don't know about you, Simone, but I've got an email address that I've had for decades that I use for certain things. When My I don't Facebook email want. address is not yeah, Facebook email, email address. address. Exactly. Right. So so you don't go to that inbox anymore. So we had all this email data that people don't, but what we did do is for the leads that we did have that were really good, the nine pound a lead, we were, so we worked out that we wanted to pay 10 pound a lead and we were going to convert at one in 10. The what leads we were paying nine pound a lead for, we converted at 32%. So we were actually converting three times better than we should have done, but we spent 95% of our budget on lead ads, yeah. which the email was no good. So that was the first blow. Yeah. The second blow was because then our email 
emails that we were planning and doing weren't working. And then the third blow was the phone numbers wouldn't work because we were calling people on phone numbers that they put in when they joined up for Facebook when they were 15 years old, not the phone numbers that they use now. So those were the three big blows that really affected our ticket sales. But um, then the, the knock-on effect that that was was that sponsorship, we had planned to sell sponsorship at certain levels based on the amount of ticket sales that we were going to do. Mm -hmm. So I was going to sponsors, you being one of them saying, yeah, we're going to have a minimum of this yep. amount of people. This is what's going to happen. This is how much it is. And um, people go, okay, yeah, I'll pay that if you get that. But if you don't, then I'm only going to pay this. Fair yeah, enough. So that's I'll, the deal. That's the deal, that's that the deal we, we did. Yeah, that's exactly. We had, it's like, okay, I'll pay you this uh, for, for this amount of people. And then you reach the, the other one, I'll pay you the rest. Exactly. Mm. And, and, and rightly so, smart, smart business move. Um, but we never got the numbers that we wanted to get. Um, so then I was low on sponsorship. Um, we we're low on ticket sales. Um, and I'd made this commitment. But then the real blow came a few weeks before the event. Well, because I had to make this decision. I knew that I was going to make at that point before the event. I was like, right, I've done this. I, in this instance, yes, I did want to help people. But if I'm really honest, I, want, I was doing the event for money for my mum. Like that was really, if I'm really, really, really honest, mm -hmm. that was the real, real driver of doing that particular event. Um, and I, I, I had this decision. I was like, right, I'm 20 grand short. I'm 20. No, sorry. I'm 40 grand short. Um, so the way that I worked it out was that I was 40 grand short. I still need to raise 40 grand. No, oh, sorry, I missed a part. So then what happened is I called um, Funding Circle to get the rest of my money that I needed to run the event. And they said, you can't have it. I was like, what do you mean I can't have it? You've approved me for X, I've taken Y. And they said, yeah, well, you, we're not a credit facility. You'll have to apply again in six months. It's like six months, I've not even got six weeks and I need the money, I, I, I need it now. And um, they- Funding they... Circles are bastards sometimes. We had some interesting conversations with them. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it was, it was it was definitely an interesting. So it's a few weeks out. I was like, how the hell am I gonna do this? I'm forty grand short now. Even at that point, if I refunded everybody because of the money that I'd spent on event costs and all the rest of it, I would have still lost twenty grand, right? And in my head, I would have lost my like my make it happen reputation. I was like, how can I be the make it happen man? And like, there are no excuses, and we can always find a way, and we can do all this stuff. And then I have to refund everybody and take 20 grand here. Like, no, we're finding a way. And it got finer and finer and finer. And I said, look, I'm putting this event on. And I made the decision to money. And I said, I'm going to make sure that the people that come to this event, that's the best event they've ever attended, right? If it's going to cost me like 40 grand to put this event on, it's going to cost me a lot more than that, actually. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to put this, I'm going to put this event on. I'm going to fall on my sword and I'm going to learn from it. And Anyway, the, the, what it boiled down to was that the, so the event was happening on the Saturday, the Sunday. The Monday before, I still didn't have the 40 grand I needed. I was having people starting to take off and fly from other countries to land in London. I still didn't have the money to put the event on. On the Tuesday, I managed to get the money to put the event on. And it was a bit of a mad rush to, to get it all done. So you can imagine the stress levels. Running an event is hard enough, but 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 with the, that going on and, and kudos to my team that, that they pulled it out of the bag and they were absolutely phenomenal. I couldn't have done it without them. So um, that, that's what happened with putting on that big event. And in the end, ultimately an event that I wanted to put on to be able to raise this money for my mom ended up costing me over a hundred thousand pounds. I made a, over a hundred thousand pound loss on this event alone, um, trying to put it on. So yeah, there's, there's definitely been some, uh, some lessons from trying to, trying to do it. So, uh, wow. it is, uh, well, I, I, 
I didn't know about the personal because we never had a conversation about the personal reason about you wanting to raise uh, that money for your mom. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, it's really interesting one, like when we have like a bigger reason why that we are, do things that normally someone says is like, well, it's from the outside. It's like, what if, what are you doing? Like, are you crazy? Um, but I, I respect you for that, man. And uh, because I know the game that we are playing and we know the industry where we are. And uh, I know it's a, it's a tough gig. It's a tough gig organizing this uh, huge, large event. And the reason why I appreciate you is because no matter what, like you decided to stick to your commitment. And of course, you pay the price for it. Mm. And some people will say, actually, maybe you should have just pulled the plug and, and do nothing for the financial reason. So I want to ask you now, like what were some of the good things that happened to you? Oh, wow. Because of making that decision and going ahead. So so here, here's the thing that's really interesting, right? So I, um, so John Martini came and spoke at the event, as you know, and I've been a fan of John's for years and years and years, but it's meant that I've gone really deep into his work as a result of that. And um, we, we speak often on email and stuff. So I've built a relationship with one of my, one of my idols, heroes, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and like I say, he's a mentor to me. But in, in terms of um, the, the good things that come out of it, I drove home that evening back from London with the fullest heart, hearing the comments that people said. Like now, not a month goes by without someone talking to me about that event and the impact that it had on them and yeah, what they yeah. did. And, 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 and that for me is like, yeah, all right, I've learned some lessons. It's meant I've upskilled personally. Like the challenges I've had to deal with, financial challenges I've had to deal with and mental and emotional challenges that I've had to deal with. Because then I had the whole imposter syndrome thing, Simone. Like I was like, I'm the mindset guy. And like my mindset's up my back. So like how I can't pay these bills. I can't do these things. The things I've had to learn about marketing, the things I've had to learn about business, things I've had to learn about juggling finance and raising money and being creative and doing all these things and the things that most people don't never go through in their lifetime. So um, I, I think the terms are a back <laughs> went to a crash fire. course. Yeah, <laughs> like literally. Three a crash months course. What many people would do like in 10 years. Yeah. And, but, but yeah, there was, look, there's so many lessons. I mean, the, the knowledge and, and wisdom that I've gained and the emotional resilience that I have and mental resilience and creativity that I have has, has been a blessing. Now, like I sat down with a, a property developer, um, two weeks, uh, two weeks ago. And he said like, this is my problem. I was like, yeah, no problem. He's going, and he's like, Oh my God, how, like five years I've been having this challenge and you've just nutted it in an hour. Um, because I, I, cause I know from personal experience of, of how things happen. And, and, and so yeah, massively valuable life lessons. Um, and, and, and it's taught me a lot about people. It's also, I'll tell you what it's also taught me as well. And this has taken me a long time. Like I said, this is two years nearly from the event. And, and it's the first time I spoke about it publicly with the personal element with my mom and all the rest of it. People know I had an event and people knew that I was in a bit of a financial challenge. People didn't know how much I was in financial challenge of just on that yeah, one no, event. Even I, I didn't know, like you, you told me you made a loss, but I didn't have, uh, we'd never discuss numbers and uh, and so on. So th- thank you for your openness. I appreciate yeah, it nice. like, here in the show. And, and and what it's what it's done for me is like I say it's, it's humbled me to a level where I, I realize now that um, I, I I used to have this belief that I need to get everything right all the time you know everything needs to be right everything needs to be perfect but there are a huge amount of lessons that come from it and I, I remember having some coaching and it was interesting because I, I I said if you were to pay if you were to pay a coach for the 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 like money for the lessons that you've learned 
how much would you pay? And I was like, wow, I would definitely pay more than 100 grand for that. So it's like the same way that we would just exchange money with a coach. I've just done it in a slightly different way um, to, to learn those lessons and, and overcome those things. So when we run the next one, obviously this year we can't run one in December because of, uh, of all of all of the, uh, the COVID shenanigans. Um, when we do run it, I know it's going to be a phenomenal event that's going to change the lives of other people and it's going to be a profitable one as well it's going to make sure of it <laughs> uh, i'm sure i'm sure you will <laughs> I, i'm sure you will and now uh, it just got me back like even the story with uh, like the brilliant idea that we had in uh, running a luxury luxury retreat in thailand that left us 40 grand short <laughs> and i agree with you it's like um there it, of course there is an element of there is always an element of risk in business and I know that, uh, like, if someone is not willing to take a risk, then they are not uh, really pushing for growth. Now, of course, when uh, it's about being mindful, like when you're doing business, is not uh, the one people to say no. Like Simone needs to, said that you need to put everything on the line. Uh, yeah, it's that, like, that, that's not. Uh, as a really that's not as a, a smart business move, but. At the same time, if you really believe in something and you can think you can pull something off, you will never know until you try. And yes, some situation can take a big hit, whether you have to repay them back financially and so on. Like I remember when we had the retreat in Thailand, like it, was it was tough because we were there like having a great time, knowing that we had to pay for all that stuff for, all the, for everyone because we didn't have the, the right number of sales in terms of participants. So. Yeah. I think um, it's really important to say at, at this stage is that optimal growth comes at the border of support and challenge, you know, and that that border for, for you, Simone, is different for me and it's different mm -hmm. to the person that's listening right now. And that's where the beauty of having mentors and great people like yourself to support people through challenges that you're like my my um, my border is a lot further than most people so yeah, i can yeah. take them up to my border but i can't take them beyond my border but th that that's where where people can can really see the value in it um on on that side of things is, is being aware that it's about optimal growth and if you go too far on challenge then that's when you start to break down and if you have too much support that's when you get bored you know so you want to you, you want to manage that appropriately to be able to have the, uh, the, the lessons there to be able to learn from and, and grow from for yeah. sure. I, I like that. So we got a time to, to wrap up. Uh, thank you very much for, uh, for sharing uh, also the, the insights uh, about the event. Thank you for your openness and honesty and uh, for sharing it here on the show for the first time. Uh, My pleasure. It, it means a lot. And I think you can put uh, for a lot of people that either are starting out or maybe people that have done uh, what you did because you're not the first and you're not going to be the last that uh, lost money on a, <laughs> on a on a business idea or um, or, or a plan then uh, it can definitely just give some like great lessons uh, on yeah, one, one last, sorry to interrupt one one thing i, I want to say because i think this is important as well is that one of my lessons now that I've learned from that situation was that I would delude myself with the possibility that I wouldn't fail. I was like, no, I'm that adamant that I won't fail, that I'm going to make it work. Right. And, and, and there's, there's one thing thinking positively and, 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 and using the law of attraction. And then there's another thing, which is being delusional. And I, I think 
the, the difference is just saying, can you deal with the downside, right? So rather than going, rather than pretending there isn't a downside, because that, that was the delusional part. I was like, well, it's just not going to happen. It's like, it, it, failure is not in my vocabulary, blah, 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 blah. But I've also got to be real myself is that when there's lots of other factors out of my control, like during that whole shenanigan, we had Facebook ads closed. We had all these different things, which in hindsight now, maybe that was the universe saying, we'll stop running the Facebook ads, you know, but whatever. Um, um, so there's, there's all those different things, but I think it's understanding going, yeah, there's an upside, but if it does go wrong, like, like what's the worst case scenario, if the worst case scenario you can deal with and you're okay with that, then great. Or one of the things that I, I go through with clients now is that when they're making tough decisions, learn the consequences, identify the consequences and then mitigate the risk as much as you can. How can you mitigate the downside as much as possible so that then you can move forward into that situation having no fear because you've got maximum upside, minimal downside. Um, so that's what I would say to anyone that's thinking about it. It's not about, no, don't do these things because you might be scared. It's just, could, could you deal with the downside? And if I'm really honest with myself back then, could I have dealt with the downside that I've dealt with? Well, I've dealt with it. So I guess I, 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 you I, had I, to, yeah, I can. whether I, you liked I had it or to, not. I had to, I had to do them. But if I had to say to myself, could I deal with the sacrifices I've made, the impact I made? I probably would have said yes, you know, but at back then I wouldn't have even allowed myself to look at that. And that's, that's a big lesson now is I would, I would evaluate consequences and, and, and mitigate them as much as possible. So if you're thinking about doing something and you're listening to this and you're looking at making a jump, Yep. Don't be blind to the downside. Be aware of the downside. In fact, it's better to know the downside and be able to try and mitigate it than pretend it's not there and, and be delusional and thinking that it's only going to go one way. That, that's a great message to end with and uh, uh, definitely a reminder as well for me because I'm the kind of person as uh, well, I would just go for the upside. And uh, uh, over the years, uh, I'm, I'm getting there, thinking a bit more about the downside. Uh, fortunately, I have uh, other people around me that they, they stop me sometimes <laughs> before, before I do silly things. So, Will, great interview, as I mentioned. Really put your, your heart on the line here, your heart on the microphone. Um, if someone wants to reach out to you, work with you, um, or uh, like a look at your new book or become part of your events, what's the best way? Yeah, thank you. So um, I, I'm on socials everywhere, Will Polston. So you can just type Will Polston. Um, we've got a free Facebook group called the Make It Happen Community. Feel free to come and join us there. Um, the Make It Happen Will Polston podcast as well with lots of different guests. Um, on, on that as well as sort of me me sharing my own thoughts and ideas as well um and yeah so feel free to to connect with me anywhere there all right that's brilliant so we will have uh, all the links uh, here in uh, the show notes um so then uh, you can connect with will if you're if you're watching on youtube they will be in the comments in the description if you're watching on a podcast if you're listening on the podcast they will be on the show notes and if you're watching live right now on facebook because you're part of our explode your expert biz uh, um, community group where you are getting the the live show before we release the podcast episodes then we will add the links in the comment uh will final message you want to leave everyone with my final message would be, regardless of whatever it is that you've been told, whatever it is that you might have thought until now, that, that dream, that goal, whatever it is that you've been wanting to do but not doing, it is possible. 
And I encourage you to take some form of action in the next 24 hours to go out there and start to make it happen. All right, go out there and make it happen. Thank you very much, Will. Thank you very much, everyone who has been watching or listening, whether you're watching live or you're uh, or the recording or listening on the podcast. Um, if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe right now. What a episode we just had. So make sure you click the subscribe button and also let us know, leave a review about the show. You know, reviews are the lifeblood of every podcast. So if you like the work that we are doing, uh, we put a lot of work and care in creating great guests for you in the solo episodes, in the case study episodes that we do for you. So if you like and you want us to keep going, then let us know, give us a review and let us know what you enjoyed the most about the show. And also, if you have been listening right now, I encourage you to put Will's email and social media um, details in the, in, the, in the chat, like in the, in the show notes. Uh, reach out to him, let him know. What is something that he shared that made an impact? Because uh, that's, uh, you know, when we, we talk and podcast, we want to know, and I know Will will really appreciate know the impact that has been making in this interview. So everyone, until next time, always remember that together we grow exponentially. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.